Cleaning and Disinfecting in Environmental Services, a conversation with Cindy Holmes and Elizabeth Delk of West Virginia Project First Line. This webinar included a visual PowerPoint presentation. To view a video recording, visit the link in the description of this podcast. Good afternoon and welcome to our series of webinars focused on bringing you information about COVID-19 related topics. The information in these weekly webinars is geared toward long-term care and skilled nursing facilities, but we encourage everyone who's interested to attend. My name is Kathy Caudill. I'm a communications specialist with Quality Insights. Today's webinar is Cleaning and Disinfecting in Environmental Services. This webinar is part of a new collaboration with West Virginia Project First Line. Starting this month, speakers from West Virginia Project First Line will be joining us on the first Wednesday of the month to provide education on infection control. And now I'd like to introduce our guests today, Elizabeth Dalk and Cindy Holmes of West Virginia Project First Line. I will introduce Cindy first because she will be doing most of the speaking and uh, Liz will be doing the Q&A for us today. Cindy is a registered nurse with over 40 years of experience. Her work experience includes direct patient care in various settings in acute care hospitals and director of surgical services. Cindy has also worked as consultant, preparing hospitals for regulatory surveys. Her last position in the acute care setting was as director of quality management, infection prevention in long-term acute care hospital. Cindy is currently employed as the National Health Safety Network Epidemiologist for the West Virginia Department of Health Bureau of Public Health's Office of Epidemiology and Prevention Services. She is responsible for the analysis of infection control assessment data, as well as data from the National Healthcare Safety Network for West Virginia from a variety of healthcare facilities, including hospitals and long-term care facilities. Elizabeth Dalk is the Director of Infection Prevention for the West Virginia Department of Health's Office of Epidemiology and Prevention Services Healthcare Associated Infection and Antimicrobial Resistance Program. She has 22 years of valuable nursing experience, of which 13 years was in the acute care setting as a clinical nurse, then nine years as an infection preventionist in the post-acute long-term care setting at the center, regional and corporate levels. She also has infection prevention experience in a large hospital system. She is certified in infection control and long-term care certified in infection prevention by the Certification Board of Infection Control and Epidemiology and serves as a member of their test committee. Elizabeth is also a member of the Association for Professionals in Infection Control and Epidemiology and is a board member for the 2023 West Virginia chapter. Elizabeth has been awarded the 2014 CAMC Nurse Excellence and more recently the 2022 McKnight's Women of Distinction Veteran VIP Award. Cindy and Liz, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Kathy. Okay, so we'll get started. Today, we're going to focus on an essential part of infection control, cleaning and disinfection. What are they? What is the difference between them? And why do they matter? So um, again, we're going to talk about cleaning and disinfecting. What is the difference? Why do they matter? Contact time and then some uh, reflection at the end. So objectives, we are going to describe the difference between cleaning and disinfection and dis to discuss why it is important to follow the instructions on a disinfectant product. So here's a polling question. You have four choices, and this is the definition of cleaning or disinfection. So the first one is cleaning is killing germs. Disinfecting is removing dirt and some germs. Disinfection is a type of cleaning. 
cleaning is a type of disinfecting or disinfecting is killing germs and cleaning is removing dirt and some germs. So put in your answer. All right, I'm gonna end the poll and share the results. Excellent, excellent. Number four, that is correct. Uh, cleaning removes dust, dirt, and germs and grime, including organic material, such as blood and some germs and the disinfection kills the germs. And we're gonna learn more about them and why they're so important in healthcare. So again, what is the difference? going to watch a short video from CDC uh, by Abby Carlson. Welcome back everyone to Inside Infection Control, our video blog here from CDC's Project First Line. I'm Abby Carlson. I'm an infectious diseases doctor at the CDC and it's great to have you here today. Today we're going to talk about cleaning and disinfection and we hear that phrase a lot, cleaning and disinfection. They're talked about together but there is a difference between them. What is that difference? Cleaning is the process of removing dirt, germs, and other gunk that you get on surfaces and objects. Disinfection is a different step, usually a separate step, but not always, that kills germs on surfaces or objects. Cleaning and disinfection are both very important, and they keep infections from spreading in healthcare. But how? Let's break this down a little bit. We'll start with cleaning. You can think of cleaning as removing the gunk that you can see on surfaces. It also removes some things that you don't see, like germs. When you clean your house, you're getting rid of dust, dirt, grime, and all the other spills, smears, and stuff that happen in everyday lives. But in healthcare, we do exactly the same thing. Just like your house, dust and dirt contain skin cells, dust mites, hair, debris. It's even more important in healthcare though, because those things can get not just into the environment, but onto patients, onto wounds, onto burns, into your mouth. And we need to keep those away from our patients. And spills and smears in healthcare can include things like body fluids, blood, urine, and sweat. And we need all of that to be cleaned up. It's common sense that cleaning is important in healthcare, and sometimes cleaning is enough, but sometimes disinfection is necessary. Cleaning doesn't kill germs, it removes them. Disinfection kills germs. Disinfection shouldn't come before cleaning. They either happen at the same time in a single product or cleaning comes first in the two-step process of cleaning and disinfection. Why is that? When you do disinfect, it's important that the surface is clean because if it isn't, the disinfection might not work. The product might not be able to get to the germs because they're covered in other things. If there's dirt or spills or smears on the surface, the other thing is, is that you might spread that around while you're disinfecting because the disinfectant won't necessarily pick that up and clean. So killing germs is important in healthcare because bacteria um, that is there that can get into our patients who are ill and weak. And the same goes for viruses and other infectious germs. And when our patients are ill and weak, they're more likely to get really sick from certain germs that we find in healthcare. 
So you can see why cleaning and disinfection are both so important. We've posted a link to more information uh, in the Facebook comments below, including a list of disinfectants that are effective against SARS-CoV-2, which is the virus that causes COVID-19. So be sure to check us out on Facebook, as well as on Twitter and YouTube, where our videos are getting posted now as well. Of course, if, if all of those aren't your bucket of tea, we can have you check out our CDC website, cdc.gov slash project first line. With that, we'll see you all with the next episode. So again, cleaning is the removal of dirt, grime, and other spills. Disinfection is a process that kills the germs. So why are cleaning and disinfecting matter? Well, in healthcare, we have patients who are ill or weak. And why does that matter? Germs are most likely to cause problems in these patients because their immune defenses may, may not be the same as someone who is healthy or living at home. It's important to, to keep healthcare environment clean to stop germs from spreading. Where and when? In patient rooms, high touch surfaces such as bed rails, keyboards, light switches, other surfaces that may have a lot of germs such as toilet seats. So then we talk about contact time. So what is contact time? Contact time is sometimes called dwell time. And it's the time that the disinfectant needs to sit on a surface without being wiped away or disturbed to effectively clean germs. It's important because the product you're using may not kill germs right away. It may take some time before all the germs are killed and something is truly disinfected. This time can vary depending on the product, but is always specific and it should be on the label. Even if you're using a product that both cleans and disinfects all in one, it will still have a contact time that you need to use for it to work correctly. So the disinfectant label. What information do you need from a disinfectant label? While you, you, can, you can usually judge if something is clean or not by just looking at it, that doesn't work with disinfection because germs are too small for us to see. We can't judge how well something has been disinfected by looking at it. And that's why following the instructions when you're disinfecting, when you're using disinfecting products is so important. So first thing you wanna, wanna know is, is it EPA approved? which is Environmental Protection Agency, which they register all products. On which services can it be used? And what germs has the disinfectant been proven to kill? And then should the product be diluted? And if so, how so that it, it is safe? And what is the contact time? So do's and don'ts, do follow the listed contact time. This ensures that items are disinfected to keep germs from spreading. Don't rush the process. In other words, don't wipe the surface to make it dry faster. Don't blow on the surface or use a fan because that will affect your contact time. So here's a sample of a, a EPA sheet. EPA's list N is a search, searchable database that makes it easy to find products that kill the SARS-CoV-2. Um, also, there are many other lists when you go to EPA 
there'll be there'll be a list for C diff, um, et cetera. But list N is your list for uh, SARS COVID two. So what have we learned so far today? We've learned that cleaning removes visible dirt, dust, spills, smears, and grime, including organic material like blood, as well as some germs from surfaces. It's important to clean before disinfecting, and grime can make it make disinfectants not work as well. Disinfecting kills germs on surfaces or objects. It's important to keep the healthcare environment clean to prevent the spread of germs. And follow the instructions on the disinfectant label, especially instructions for contact time. This is also some additional resources. There's Project First Line resources. Um, there's resources from CDC. There's the EPA um, list and some other resources that you can use to educate your staff and especially your um, EVS staff. It's important to make sure that your EVS staff understand what they're doing, why they're doing it, and how they're doing it correctly. So this is another resource um, that I think is very helpful. It comes straight from the CDC talking about um, healthcare associated infections and how to, to reduce, reduce your risk from surfaces. Um, I'm not going to go into depth, but it is a good resource. It does talk about cleaning and disinfection of environmental service sur surfaces is fundamental to reduce the potential contribution to health care associated infections. Inadvertent exposures to environmental opportunistic pathogens may result in infections which significantly which, with significant morbidity, morbidity and mortality. Um, then it just shows you this little diagram of how a colonizer infection patient contaminated surface can spread to healthcare personnel, hands, a patient, and then a patient becomes colonizer infected. Where we can stop this is in the cleaning and disinfecting phase. Um, the other nice thing about this resource is it gives you the core components of environmental cleaning and disinfecting in hospitals and in long-term care. And so this is a good place to go to get some information if you are trying to build up your environmental services, policies, procedures, um, whatever. It just tells you like the core components here that you should have in your environmental cleaning and disinfection program. You need to integrate your environmental services into you know, your hospital safety culture. You know Why is it important? It's important because it affects patients. You want to educate and train all your healthcare personnel that are responsible for cleaning and disinfecting patient care areas. Um, this would include things like having have them do competencies, return demonstrations, those kind of things. Uh, you want to select the appropriate cleaning and disinfect, disinfection technologies and products based on what it is you um, need, whether it's like you said for the COVID, um, C. diff, MRSA, whatever. Then you need to standardize your setting specific cleaning and disinfection protocols. This may include things like, okay, what, what are the high touch areas we're going to clean? How often are we going to clean them? What is our protocol for terminal clean in between patients? What is our uh, policies and procedures, like I said, for certain um, organisms, C. diff, COVID, et cetera. Then you want to monitor your effectiveness of adhering to these processes, which this means auditing 
you observe um, who the, the staff that are cleaning the room. Um, there are some checklists, I think, actually referenced on this um, web page. And then you give feedback to the, the actual people that are cleaning and uh, disinfecting your uh, healthcare facility and let them know, you know, hey, great job, or, you know, this, is, this isn't um, exactly how it needs to be done. Share with them resources, checklists, whatever, so that they understand um, the reasoning behind it. And then it just goes into more depth about each one of the core competencies. Um, again, I think this is really a good reference if you're needing to do some new policies or review your policies, revise, whatever. And then at the very end, it gives you yet some more resources. It gives you definitions. I found, I thought this was very helpful. Um, definitions, some acronyms that, you know, not everybody may be familiar with, some more guidelines and toolkits. Uh, there's how to read a label. Um, then again, um, some more resources. This AHE is the Association for Healthcare Environment. They have some good resources also. They are an arm of the American Hospital Association. And then of course, APIC and of course, CDC. So again, just another resource for you to use and um, share with your staff. So I want to thank you all for having us. And I am going to have to jump off here. I have another uh, call I need to be on, but Liz is going to stay and um, answer questions. And uh, Kathy, I think we gave you our contact information. Uh, feel free to reach out at, to us at any time. We can help you answer questions, give you some more resources, uh, anything you need, we'd be happy to help you. So thank you again. Cindy, thank you for joining us and for making time. And we'll see you back here, I think, next month. Okay, thanks. And I don't see any questions so far, so there might not be any today. So Liz, do you have anything else you'd like to add before we close out for today? Just that I know this seems pretty basic information, but again, when we're out and we're doing our ICAR visits, the environmental surfaces, the cleaning, um, the processes, the policies, they continue to be... Uh, conversation pieces that um, we see a lot of our um, observations don't match the policies or the procedures. So, um, you know, if anything that you take away from this today, go back and review what your policies, your procedures, and what your environmental staff are actually doing. Um, I've always said the infection preventionist is like the body of a spider. And even though you're not the manager over environmental services, you still need to make sure they're doing what they're supposed to be doing, because if they're not, it's going to be an infection prevention control problem that you're going to have to deal with. And if you guys have anything that you want to talk to us about, um, we can talk to you on the phone. We can come in and do a consultative ICAR. I know you guys are probably tired of me shoving those down your throats. We're not regulatory again. And, um, you know, we just want to come out and help you guys. So if you guys have any questions or anything, please call me. Thank you, Liz. And um, since we're not getting any questions, I think I can go ahead and wrap this up. Liz, thank you for joining us today. And I uh, look forward to seeing you uh, back here again soon. And I'd like to thank everybody in our audience for joining us today and hope to see you back here again next week. Thank you all. Have a great week.
If you would like to contact Cindy Holmes, you can email her at cynthia.a.holmes at wv.gov. That's C-Y-N-T-H-I-A dot A dot H-O-L-M-E-S at wv.gov. If you have questions for Elizabeth Dalk, you can email her at elizabeth.c.dalk at wv.gov. That's E-L-I-Z-A-B-E-T-H dot C dot D-A-U-C-H at wv.gov. You can check out our other interviews at qualityinsights.org slash QIN slash multimedia.